extraordinary. That's what Wall Street is calling today's jobs report, the July jobs report, which came out at 528,000. All Wall Street was expecting 260,000. We doubled that, not to mention the fact that we saw the June re uh, revision was up big, too. And yeah. therefore, we're looking at 568,000 new jobs. I'm Todd Schoenberger. I'm joined by my friend and co-host Tobin Smith out in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. Toby, I got to tell you, this is huge news. This is not a recession. When I start seeing a half a million plus jobs being created in this country, I can only think that the good times are here. Yet the stock market didn't really seem to like it. What gives? <laughs> Well, obviously, Todd O, um, when when that amount of job creation, and you know, we've done this podcast for a while. I, our forecast is for what I've been calling recession light, and this is exactly what recession light is, meaning that at the margins, the energy shock, the food price shock, uh, rent shock, all of that at the margin is is left, you know, 30, 40 percent of Americans scrambling to freaking pay the rent and feed their kids, right? But in the middle here, um, uh, we have still this distortion where there's two jobs for every one person. If you look at the jobs report, it was big services. Well, that makes sense. It was big travel. That makes sense. Um, but remember, I'm going to use this analogy uh, my friend Chris Baer at uh, Bloomberg uses this morning. This is all about inflation, Todd. Everything is all about inflation. And Chris is uses this analogy of... Yeah, How? Christian's analogy of a big gorilla who, when you come home in your lovely home, is sitting in your couch yeah. and you have a baseball bat in your hand. The gorilla is inflation. And he's so big and he's so I stuck and he doesn't want to get out of that living room. The Fed has to get after them with the only thing they have, their bat, and that is raising rates. So that's why stocks didn't like it. Because what they what you know what, what stocks right. wanted to hear was was that really inflation was going down. Also, let's not forget the fact that uh, look at the wage gain. The wage gain was five and a half percent. That's about as inflationary right. as you can get. So <laughs> what the market knows is, is if you take the shelter costs up 21% year over year, you take energy yeah. costs up 18%, and now you add um, wage growth, yep. inflation at the six to seven, eight percent level is embedded in, in for the next at least three to four months. And that means the Fed Listen. is going to be smashing with the bat. Jobless rate is at a 50-year low right now. Gas prices are down 50 straight days. Things yep. are looking up. The only problem is inflation right now. I mean, if I'm the president of the United States, I'm running around Pennsylvania Avenue right now doing the hop, skips, whatever you want to call it, because I'm thinking <laughs> to myself that this, that, well, this is great. I mean, if you get these kinds of numbers – Hundreds of thousands of new jobs. And these aren't little rinky-dinky jobs. We actually saw yeah. job creation in the nursing field and drivers, actually, on these, these big rig drivers going around the country. You know, jobs that pay decent wages. And, yes, you are right. We actually saw the average hourly wage number increase, which is sensational as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So once the Fed gets their arms around this inflation, you have to suspect, okay, that's going to really bring things back to earth. But I got to tell you. Recession? I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, again, we, we had two quarters of negative growth, and that, that is what I call recession light. It was negative in the first quarter because of, of import-export numbers, which are okay. so screwed up. Everything is screwed up, Todd, because of what we've gone through. <laughs> That's just a fact. Right. And somebody's sitting there going, yeah, 
Okay, I know exactly how this is all going to turn out, is smoking some serious weed. Um, <laughs> but what we do know is that uh, that that price shock to the bottom 60% of households, it, it reminds me right. of, I, I went into Five Guys to buy a, a hamburger a couple of uh, months ago. And I love Five Guys, okay? They're not public, it's, it's not an ad. And uh, Everyone they have an guys. article on the side of their door that, that's talking about how great their hamburger is, and it costs $3.49. So I rolled up to get my hamburger. I, I pulled out like five bucks, and she says, "Actually, that'll be twelve forty-nine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I know. And I was the first one that sort of really shocked me, um, yeah, because of all their costs. So, I, I, you know, the conundrum here is is that everybody knows that you know we have recession fears and we have inflation fears. We have, and they're diametrically opposed to each other. Um, right. The, the Federal Reserve can only do one thing, and that's raise these interest rates, which raise other rates, and therefore it makes stuff that you know you borrow money for more, you know, hard to buy, and that takes down home building and so on and so forth. But really, well, the, the thing I'm really interested in is now that they're taking a trillion dollars, uh, you know, uh, 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 out of the monetary system. Right. And now that the dollar is that, you know, I, I just bought some euros last week for a dollar. They used to be a dollar twenty five. So now that the high dollar is also tightening monetary and yeah. the, taking the, you know, the hundred billion dollars a month out of the system, that's tightening. My question right. now is when we get to September, we know September is going to be, you know, three quarters of a percent, 75 base. We know that's a fact because of this number today. But are they going to overcook it? does because of this all the other stuff going on that is well, also tightening and there's no okay. book for this Todd. there's no model let's segue into that a little bit because uh, i did hear the bell there and, and this goes into it in our, to our uh, next subject in this block because what we should be asking is the federal reserve even relevant right now i mean it seems like every couple of months they come out they have their big decision everybody's on the edge of their seats they're waiting for this huh. thing but you hit the nail on the head there's really not much that they can do anyway because they can't do anything about supply chain issues. They can't drill for more oil. All they right. can do is is really adjust interest rates. And that's as far as it goes. So right, but, that relevancy right now, that's what I was saying earlier. There's only yeah. one bad thing that's taking place in the U.S. economy right now, at least is what I see it, is, is inflation. And you, if you remove that, if that can fix it or maybe fix itself, or the Fed does its thing, we're raising rates and we'll see what happens. But the bottom line is, half a million new jobs people are making more money things are looking up i mean i i don't see it and maybe janet yellen was on to something when she was on meet the press when she said you know what we're really not in a recession yeah i, I again i use the term re recession light simply because we've had g gdp negative gdp for six months in a row okay that that but is do you not care growth. about the fed do you care about the fed at this point the only thing I can care about is the Fed, Todd. That's that's. I mean, let me flip your logic on the other other side. Okay. Um, uh, you know, everybody's heard it a hundred times. They can't create a molecule of energy. They can't create a molecule of wheat. They can't create a, a you know a supply chain. They can't do anything. But they have to. Going back to the gorilla analogy, damn it. They have to beat the crap out of that gorilla until the inflation rate comes down. And the only way you can do it is raise rates high enough that on the margin, a business doesn't get done. Something is not bought. That brings demand down because inflation is simply 
more demand than supply. And we're, by adding 500,000 new jobs, that's more demand, Todd. That's not less demand. And the only way you beat price inflation, because remember, it, you, it, this is August, I think. I don't know. But yeah. August a year ago, uh, rental rates now are about 20% higher than they were in the that's has to come in, that's going to stay in the CPI. Uh, right. Gasoline prices, even at $4, are still you know, $1.50 higher. Um, uh, you know, if you take rent, if you take gasoline, uh, and then you take the wage inflation, it's going to print every month, just like next week's going to happen. Every month, right. we're going to be printing seven and a half, eight, nine percent inflation, regardless of jobs, regardless of anything else. Okay. Because the way they figure that, thirty-one percent of the CPI is uh, called, you know, shelter. That's yeah. either the integrated yeah. cost of owning something, a house, or renting. So, sorry, brother. It's all about, it's the big bat. I should have brought my bat. I'm going to go get my bat. <laughs> Why don't you get that newspaper? We need some more props in these podcast videos. <laughs> although, they, although the listeners, they can't see what you're holding up, but um, yeah, I know. everybody else can see if they watch the video. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks a lot for sticking with us on VHS Live today. We, um, we'll, we're going to continue this conversation about the markets, obviously. But coming up after the break, one thing that keeps coming up is about these gas prices. I know in the Mid-Atlantic right now, prices are under $4, and they're only going lower because we just heard oil just uh, really didn't do uh, well today. Actually, the uh, the bears are riding high on, uh, on oil right now. So what does that mean for big oil stocks? We're going to tell you after the break. Please stay with us. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.
Hey, back with Buy, Sell, Hold. I'm Toby Smith here with Todd O. Schoenberger, the man who has seen more lacrosse games in America than any human being I've ever, I've ever oh, known. Oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> I am really, really getting ready for what's going to be an exciting, well, season coming up, which actually starts this fall. So everybody thinks lacrosse is just in the spring. It actually is fall and spring. So quite, oh, a, I, bit, I, quite I, a bit. I think it's all the time, but that's that's another thing. All right. <laughs> all so this is our only down month. Yeah. All right. So, you know, obviously we had the oil prices down um, sort of interesting on oil prices down because it was really sort of based on the fact that in theory, there was 660,000 gallons uh, less of uh, gasoline per day than right. this time last year, which is very right. hard to imagine for a variety of reasons. Um, the, the numbers that we get uh, are that gasoline uh, usage was up about two and a half, three percent because we get that yeah. from the refiners. You know, the people who actually make this stuff, the the yeah. numbers that came out of the government are basically a guess. And uh, I guarantee you that when they actually get the real numbers in, because it's the government, it's like three weeks late. Uh, right. Then you're going to see what happened there. But be that as it may, the question at hand is, you know, talk to uh, me. What's your we question? sold our oil and energy stuff into that June massive melt-up. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, um, huge. And, and so we're rebuilding our positions now. But right now, we're rebuilding our positions in natural gas, uh, 100% okay. natural gas versus oil, j just for a while here, because we're going to get to this point when the real numbers come out. Uh, the, the biggest fears on oil have just been two things. Obviously, China, the biggest importer, um, you know, still being slow. So that hurts demand. And the other issue right. is it's not so much the American recession or lack thereof, but Europe, my friend, is in a big recession. Germany and the UK, right. the two biggest parts of that. And okay. um, but they've already, but people, Americans don't understand. They've been paying the equivalent of eight to twelve dollars per gallon for gas forever 40 <laughs> percent of the cars have. over there right. are diesel because the That's actual right. gasoline is so, so heavy so um you know i would hold i'm holding oil stocks here i'm starting to okay. add uh because we still have this real tight imbalance and remember we, it's hurricane season we haven't had a hurricane yet in the gulf that always yeah, you know i, I want to ask you about that i yeah. mean where is where haven't we i mean i been hearing from these climate control act or change activists uh, that you know we're going to have a big one brewing i haven't heard a rumbling about it well the, the federal government is one who forecasts hurricanes tato and um <laughs> they you know they're based on the uh the the weather pattern in the gulf and and so it looks like in, in you know they use the word named hurricanes so they're expecting 12 to 14 named hurricanes hurricane season right. usually starts in mid-july and goes to okay. the end of november all right number one number two you know the um, excuse me the petroleum refiners uh, were closed down for you know annual work because you know when you're right. running a company like this the hardest thing in the world to build and maintain so those right. guys come back online uh, so I think there's a floor here in the call it the $85 WTI price okay I, I just say I we're making a lot more money owning natural gas companies because the the you know i call it the rexit the exit from russian natural gas is not reversing itself russia can sell its oil they've been selling all their oil to china and to india for about 30 dollar haircut uh, off of what they off of what the price should be so they're not thrilled about that but they have nowhere else to sell it um but you know uh, 
gasoline prices coming down, we saw clearly that $5.50, or if you're in California, $7 a gallon gasoline cut down consumption, right? That there was demand destruction. As we get down to uh, $4 in this $350 range, that demand you know, comes back. The trip you didn't do, the vacation you didn't do, et cetera, that all comes back at the margin. And then people who just drive to work or who do errands, those people are doing the same amount of stuff, Todd. So uh, $75, right. I, call it, I call that the bottom. Okay, that's the bottom. Interesting stuff. Well, not to mention the fact, on those big oil companies, companies like ExxonMobil, um, and I know you're the natural gas follower, and for a yeah. variety of reasons. One, you've made a tremendous amount of money. Your clients are doing really well with those picks on natural gas stocks, not to mention the fact you have a war that's going on in Ukraine. So that also helps elevate and provides that war premium um, on those prices. But on the big no oil companies, like companies like ExxonMobil and Chevron and ConocoPhillips, yeah, I love these companies, but they're like baseball cards. You you, you want to buy them and just throw them in the attic and forget about it. And they pay a, a dividend that's consistent. I mean, right now, the, the ExxonMobil yield is just about 4%. You have um, what Chevron's at, what, three spots, 7% right now on the yield. Decent numbers, de decent dividends that come out. And even ConocoPhillips is at 2%. I mean, you can't go wrong with a company that continues to make cash, continues to show uh, shareholder value and also gives back to shareholders. Those are great companies to hold on to. And until I hear about an alternative fuel, I just don't see it out there right now. So those are going to yeah. be your companies that, that you want to focus on. But with that gas, let's move back into that recession yeah. talk. You know, one thing that we've talked about is I don't believe we're in a recession. You're saying recession light. Here's the question I have for you. If the jobs numbers are as high as they are and they continue to stay this way for the rest of the year, and I'm not saying we're going to have a half million produced jobs every month, but we're looking pretty decent oh, to be in the, in the, the six-digit range. Yeah. Well, look at it this way. you have you, you, One thing that nobody's really talking about right now is seasonal jobs, especially in the retail sector. You can only expect yeah. that, and that always provides a lift in the fourth quarter. So these numbers are only going to be either stable or at least uh, in that range, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand new jobs per month for the rest of the year. I mean, I know we have a midterm election that's taking place, but realistically, these are numbers that are only going to help the U.S. economy. It's going to help bolster the fact that this the administration is continuing to do what they think is doing the right thing. With that said, all the politics aside with that. One thing that we're now hearing from Wall Street is that, OK, we may not be in a technical or in a real recession, but we will be by 2023. I just don't see it, Toby. I don't know what you're thinking, what your way of thinking is, but my everything I'm looking at with numbers and I start seeing gas prices coming back and more money for discretionary income. I can't I just don't see it right now. I think we're going to have a phenomenal back to school shopping season, a great Christmas shopping season. And until I see something that's going to be much more dire, that's going to be consistently dire. I don't believe we're going to be in a recession at well, all. What do uh, you think? Todd, first, first off, you're a, a congenital optimist. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so it's hard for you to see anything. Been. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's the real issue. The real issue is, is where is the breaking point when the Fed continues to have the high inflation numbers? And that's all they care about now, Todd. That is mission number one, number two, and number three. They have already right. said that they're willing to have some job loss. Remember, they have two, uh, two mandates. One is 
uh, maximum employment and one is mon- you know below two percent inflation. You can't have both right now. So yeah. so the, the the part of Wall Street uh, is betting that. And again, if you look at the futures, it uh, it, it says we're priced at almost a five percent Fed funds rate, which would mean, for instance, that mortgage rates would be eight and a half percent. It would mean that an auto loan would be twelve percent. Right. Those are the two biggest components of GDP, net, and then along with healthcare. Well, healthcare prices are set by a whole different mechanism. But when we talk about housing development, everything, all the inputs, and then automobiles, all the inputs that go into that, that's where they would be tamping down price inflation. So um, I'm, you know, I'm betting that the Fed is going to be Volcker and that they're going to do whatever they can to karate chop. Do you hear that karate chop? The, uh, yeah. the, the, the inflation, because if they don't get inflation down, then they're going to go down as the biggest losers in the history of the world. Oh, my goodness. Well, we will see about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for uh, listening to BHS Live today. Uh, we're on the Evergreen Podcast Network as well as any other um, podcast channel. We're on 13 different channels. you got to check us out if you haven't already, and we do thank you for being here um, as well. Anyhow, with all that said, coming up next after the break, we're going to be talking about next week's macroeconomic data, which is all about, guess what, inflation. We also have the uh, University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Survey. That's going to be really interesting to talk about. So stay with us after the break. Toby and I have a few other surprises for you as well. Did you know virtually all vessels traveling in the U.S. have to be American-built, owned, and crewed? That's thanks to the Jones Act, which is the bedrock of the American maritime industry. On the American Maritime Podcast, we cover the topics that matter most to the 650,000 men and women of American maritime, while also being accessible for the average listener to learn about this industry. Every episode features a new guest, including congressional leaders, senior military officials, leading policy analysts, and other experts. Come aboard and listen wherever you get your podcasts or watch on the American Maritime Partnership's YouTube channel. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support 
Now back to the show. Welcome back to BHS Live. I'm Todd Schoenberger. I'm in Washington, D.C. today, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Tobin Smith in Scottsdale, Arizona. And Toby, we were talking earlier today on the phone, and, you know, I had, um, I was in a big rush, you know, I, running around, and you were wondering if I was out of breath or if I was passing out. But, <laughs> but while we were on the phone, you did say, uh, you did bring up something that was very, very interesting. You came up with a magic number for the stock market that all investors should be tracking right now. You care to share with everyone? Yes, I will. Thank you, Todd. That was a long-winded explanation. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the ever, you know, since 1946, right, or 1950, whatever date you want to use, whenever we've had a bear market, in other words, bear market's more than 20% down. Um, when we have a 50% retracement of that bottom and it's on higher trading volume than when the bottom was made. Every time we've done that, the market has never gone backwards to back to that old number. So, so this idea that 42.31 on the S&P 500, that is the 50% retracement line. And um, if it does it on good volume, then you, you know historically you can say that at least we're not going back down 26%. In other words, in other words, we're sort of down 26%. We come back to 13% up in this July move. And if we stay above that number, 42.31, then all the quantitative analysts, all the quant funds, all the black box traders, you know, all of a sudden money starts to come in because everybody has that same formula, Todd. Everybody, you know, that's the thing. Um, it's sort yeah. of scary that, that it's such a hallowed number, but it's just worked and you people will test it uh, until it doesn't work. Uh, that's a fact. So that's why I tell investors, there's where you want to be uh, when we get to that number in SP 500. And by the way, uh, today with the, this big inflation number, uh, it bounced down another 200 points. Why? Because kryptonite is Fed and rate hikes. Kryptonite is 600,000 new jobs because that means that every, it's like the red-headed stepchild, Todd. The Fed is going to beat that gorilla with the bat, that inflation gorilla, every time they see those numbers. And for the for the stock market, those higher rates means that stocks, essentially growth stocks, go lower. Because if, if, if I can buy a bond and get a yield of, let's say, 4 or 5% with no risk, right. I'd much rather buy that bond and take no risk and earn 5% a year than buy a risky stock. So that's why cash right. moves from the bond market to the stock market and stock market to the bond market. But... Okay, I just oh, go ahead. write the number down, put a little thing in your diary and say, if we get above 4231 and look at the volume, if we're above it, then that would say historically that we really have a bottom in and then you can buy the dip here uh, and feel comfortable about it. Okay, I love that. So 4231, 
is going to be that magic number. And that's one thing, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be tracking. Obviously, yeah. we want to see how Toby does with uh, with this um, with this analysis, because it sounds to me it's very legitimate. It's something definitely investors want to be following anyhow. And um, yeah, of but course. 42, yeah, of course, 31. Todd, remember, this is this, remember, this is in like 2131 with Cal Ripken. This is 4231. Right. Only yeah, a so Baltimore, we'll a Baltimore dude would know that number. But, <laughs> now, bear in mind. I just told you in the first segment that everything's out the window. No model is relevant because of, you know, a okay. pandemic and a world war in freaking Europe. So, right. you know, bear in mind. But what this really is, is about human behavior. It's about human nature. That does not change. And that's, yeah. that's I think, the reason why the numbers work. So next okay. subject, please. Okay. Okay. Yeah, next subject. Well, let's talk about um, on the cloud companies right now. And I, you're the IT expert for buy, hold, yeah. sell. Veronica and I have, have talked about that. Um, even guests that we've had on the show, everyone knows that you're the IT guy uh, on the street, on Wall Street. So you had uh, cloud companies that came out, and uh, it seems like these cloud companies are really in favor, not just now, they have been, but even for the foreseeable future, because they almost seem like they're bulletproof. Here you have companies coming out with, with great earnings nonstop. Do you have a few favorites that you could share with the listeners? Well, one that's been a favorite just announced today, Cloudflare, uh, the ticker yeah. symbol is NET. So okay. what Cloudflare does is that if someone's listening to this or watching this um, on any of their digital devices, the the cloud company that owns the data and is sending it to you, it doesn't go directly from the data center to your laptop, okay? It goes to a server on that's called On the Edge. And what Net... Uh, what Cloudflare is just dominant is, is they're the one who essentially is like a relay system. So now it goes to my cell phone, to my iPad, to my television, et cetera. That's called edge computing. And, uh, the, you know, this stock was uh, up at $400 for crying out loud. Uh, the, 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 the SaaS story is, you know, software as a service SaaS. People fall in love with it because it's monthly subscriptions, Todd. It's, you know, the money comes in, you don't yeah. have to sell a new product, et cetera. It's a monthly deal. But they started valuing these things you know, yikes, at like, at like 50 <laughs> times sales or 40 times earnings in 2040, right. right? So they all came back. So one, the wonderful thing about a bear market is now you get to wade in and find. So for instance, if you're in, in a coder, which I know you code a Python text every day, Todd. I know, I know you do that now. <laughs> uh, there's a company called Atlassian. The ticker symbol is T-E-A-M. What they do is provide a system, team. Yeah, yeah, team like TEA. They allow you to build a team of coders, work on a project, never have to go okay. backwards. Everything gets updated. Everyone's on the same page. And they're, they happen to be a company out of Australia. They're in 86 different countries around the world. If you're a coder, you know Atlassian because it's just the only way you can actually get you know code put together, tested, uh, you know, put out into the system and an organized basis. So we love those guys. They reported yesterday. Numbers were fine. Cloudflare let it come back, but it's it's the key part of the net. And then there's a company called Fastly, F-A-S-F-S-L-Y. Okay. Fastly used to be a $150 stock. They're also an edge computing network. And it, yeah. it, it was down at $12. <laughs> what? Now, $150 yeah. to $12? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a, a haircut, eh? Um, yeah, I'd say. <laughs> uh, they, 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 just on basic on Cloudflare's 
<laughs> Excuse me. I got so excited. Go get it out, Toby. Just get it out. Yeah, yeah just on Cloudfair's numbers, uh, we think Fastly's probably worth thirty-five bucks, uh, and yeah. uh, F S L Y the ticker symbol. But what's what's fun to do? Like we have subscribers all over the all over the world, and we put out an inquiry yesterday to say we're looking for the babies thrown out with the bathwater or the the poor redheaded stepchild beaten down you know down 70% or more yeah um, one one stock that came up today was vroom vrm they actually are this this network that that sells uh, used cars insures used cars uh, sell, uh, you know, packages them and retail uh, to retail buyers again $140 stock now $12 um, yeah. And they have about $800 million of cash, free cash. Yeah. The market cap of the company is $200 million. And they have a new CEO who has rebuilt major, major large companies. That's what I'm looking for. So Vroom has a great value proposition. You you know, you, you want to get a used yeah. Mustang 350? Boom, hit the yeah. click. It'll, it'll put all the prices out there, find one for you, get it certified, deliver it to your house and finance it. Oh, by the way, they have a, a financing entity too. I love that sort love of stuff. I'm a, I'm a broom buyer, VRM ticket symbol. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will be tweeting out these symbols. Uh, if you weren't able to capture uh, all this information, we'll get that information out to you in writing so you, at least you can be able to follow uh, what we're talking about on the show. Uh, coming up next. Yeah, that's right. Coming up next on VHS Live. I got to tell you, if you if you could see my screen behind me, it's a real-time shot here in D.C. We are getting an apocalyptic thunderstorm right now. Yeah. It is crazy. And it's being shown live right behind me. It's pretty wild. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, anyhow, coming up next. Toby and I are going to give you our buy, hold, sell predictions, and we'll get into what you should be looking for into next week. We hope you stay with us. Thank you for joining us for BHS Live. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.
Welcome back to BHS Live. I am in stormy Washington, D.C. right now. Boy, it is getting darker and darker and darker by the second. It's pretty crazy here, Toby, I got to tell you. Um, all right, so this is our best best uh, segment of the show where we give our predictions. We give our buy, hold, sell predictions. Toby, you're up first. What's your buy today? Well, I'm, I'm Viva Las Vegas, baby. Uh, the numbers nice. in Vegas are off the chart, both in occupancy and in gaming revenue. And MGM Resorts basically owns the strip. Uh, and, I, you know, this is the middle of freaking summer, and they're crushing it. We haven't even started, uh, you know, convention season. So I, I, I like it. I think it's up probably 30 40% over the next year. Um, and, um, you know, they don't pay a dividend, but uh, they're buying back shares like crazy. Uh, and look, we haven't even talked about the fact there's a bill in front of the Congress to charge a fee when you buy, buy back stock. But I'll let that go. Uh, I, I like it. <laughs> on the whole, on the whole stuff, uh, I am definitely holding any of the energy trusts that we I've talked about. Big, big dividends. We um, we just added one called from uh, from Germany that pays us a, a 14% dividend. And then we have the oil one, which was USOI, which dropped about 18% over the last week. It's now paying a 40% dividend, Todd. If you hold it for 2.4 years, you get all your money back just in the dividends. So, you know, oil prices uh, are bottoming here and you want to hold that. And then sell, I got to tell you, um, I, I, you know, to me, we've had a, you know, a big run in all the, the staples. Uh, so the Heinz and the Hershey and everything that everybody sort of hoarded up on, uh, it's time to be a little more aggressive. So if you bought into the, basically the consumer, um, uh, you know, non-durable goods guys, the, the stuff you have to have to eat and feed and put and clean your house, I'm selling them. And we own some, yeah. uh, and we let them go a, a little while ago. But if you're still holding on, they're fully valued. Okay. I like it. I like it, it a lot. Yeah. And as a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, we will have um, all these tweeted out, all these symbols for you. Okay. Here's my buy. ConocoPhillips. ConocoPhillips is making money just like any other big oil company. And they announced a special dividend, as it looks like a lot of the big oil companies will be doing. Conoco yeah. comes out, and they're going to pay out $1.40 per share. That's three times more, three more than three times actually their normal quarterly dividend. So as a shareholder, you're going you're going to receive the special dividend as well as the quarterly dividend. They're just as fast as they're getting cash. It's almost like a broken ATM. It's just going out and it's going out to the shareholders. <laughs> Definitely providing shareholder value for you. I highly recommend Conica Phillips. Now on my hold right now, I got to tell you, Toby, you I think your winner of the year is Sega Technologies. This, yeah. the symbols, S-I-G-A, the monkeypox vaccine. When you came out with that stock, I think it was still in single digits. The stock is now in the mid-20s and it's done nothing. If you look at the chart, a one-month chart, it is just on an incline and does not seem to be stopping anytime soon. That is going to be that company, one of those companies where we're going to look back at this time, this now, for all investors, and they're going to say, wow, this is the Moderna of 2022 right now. I could definitely be, um, be racking up some serious profits. Great pick on your part. Um, but I, if you haven't bought it already, buy it. If you hold it or if you own it, hold it right now. 
and yeah. selling. I'm selling. I'm continuing to sell Target right now. Um, I know that we had some great jobs numbers. You have a little bit more money as far as average hourly earnings going up. So people have a little bit more discretionary income. But realistically, Target, I was in a Target the other day. I mean, I can't get over the employees look miserable. Nobody looks happy. They got more merchandise on the floor than on the yeah. shelves. It looks it's a total wreck. I don't know if it's just mismanaged or what the story is. And the worst thing about it, Toby, I walked in there. They didn't have any shopping carts. You know why? Because I found out they, they actually don't have enough employees to go retrieve the shopping carts in the parking lot. I mean, what are you supposed <laughs> to tell a customer that doesn't they don't have a shopping cart? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And if that's the case, you're probably going to be losing money uh, down the line. I'm not saying all targets are like that, but the one I went into was, uh, was like that. It didn't show well at all, uh, very well at all. All right, coming yeah. up next week. Big inflation readings, Toby. Um, you know, all the talk right now, we've been talking about it forever, actually. And it's getting, I mean, we're getting nauseous to talk, continuing to talk about inflation. <laughs> it does get a little old, but it is the top story right now is people still, they're feeling prices, uh, you know, they pump, the prices at the pump are going down. Food costs are actually down. Uh, they actually dropped 9%, uh, the biggest drop since 2008. So that's good news. But you still, but we're we were at such high levels, and now we're down. It says you know we're a little bit jaded to think that this is really good news. So you got well, that. I mean, it's, go ahead. I'm just saying, if, if again, we maintain a index that measures leading indicator. Lagging indicators is employment. Leading okay. indicators are things like uh, what rents are going to be locked in, you know, over the next six months. So right. we're, we're going to see an 8.6% at least print of inflation for the month of July. Uh, so if anybody thinks, ladies and gentlemen, that's yeah. a forecast. I, mean, I, mean, I think okay. I was right last time when I said it was going to be 9.1. So right. it's coming down in just small increments because okay. of all the embedded costs that I talked about. So if anybody's looking for, hey, holy mackerel, 6% inflation, please. Yeah. Send me what you're smoking because you've got some really good uh, drugs there. <laughs> well, 8.6%. 8. I love that forecast, and we'll definitely get that get that out for everyone, too, because that is a headliner. And um, and I love you, I love the fact that you're taking a, a call on this one, too, Toby. But All the right. big number coming out next week, the big report comes out next Friday, one week from today, and that's the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey. And we can only wonder, what's it going to say? Because... You know, we're hearing about job creation, a little bit more money for people. Prices are coming down in some core areas, but you think they're still feeling good? What do you think, Toby? Well, well you know that there's there's 32 basic cognitive biases that are DNA encoded in our brains. And one of them is called recency bias. Recency bias is you remember what happened last time. And the last recessions we had were bad. The one before was bad. Uh, People have sort of got the recession vibe in it, number one. Number two, in a recent recency is, well, okay, maybe gasoline price came down from 550 to 420, but it was 250 before. So what, right. what, what their expectations are, are still going to be down. Then the other one is the inflation expectation. The Fed actually looks at that more. And, we, you know, we're getting 6% inflation expectations. That's what scares the hell out of the Fed, because when people expect their next you know shopping basket to be six percent more expensive than it was a year before they go out and buy more stuff and remember right. to get ahead of the price increase right well remember inflation is just simply more demand and supply and when you get 
300 million consumers expecting 6% inflation, they're going to buy more flour. They're going to buy more durable stuff that they can just put in the pantry. That creates yeah. demand. And, but, it, but it goes across the spectrum from manufacturing, et cetera. So those two numbers, no question, I would be shocked if okay. just because gas is down 51 you know, days in a row, it's only down yeah. a penny or two pennies during those times, right. Todd. It's not like it's down 50%. So. Oh, I know, uh, I know, I know. Yeah. But you're right. I, I mean, but but we are down though. So, okay. Well, next week we also have some key earnings reports. Um, actually, News Corp reports on Monday, Toby. I know you really are going to look forward to that report. Oh, and then I we am. also have, <laughs> and then we also have um, a Disney's reporting next week, so we could get into that as well. So we want to thank everyone. Too. Come on. Apple. Okay, what am I? I know. What am I thinking? We got some some key reports coming out next week that definitely can move the markets, and we uh, we do uh, we do look forward to reporting those back to you. Um, we want to thank everyone here at Big Wig Media producer Andy for putting all this together. We can't thank him enough for that. Also, Evergreen Podcast Network. And if you are listening to us, please tell your friends about us. We definitely um, we love the attention that we've been receiving so far. Yeah, it's been fantastic. So on behalf 42, of Toby, 31, Todd. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.